Thank you for tuning in to the Hope Community Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. All right. How's it going, everybody? Sorry, we got a cat in the way. Watch out. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know she's going to try to drink my coffee. Probably. Hi, everybody. How are you? How's it going? We missed you over the last week. Nick is sharing the video. Oh, my light went off again. I'm sorry. Maybe the kettle turned back on. (laughs) She's sniffing it. Oh, boy. Well, um, this week could be exciting. Not because, I mean, necessarily because... We're going to share anything crazy, but all three of our kids are home. Yes. And there's no babysitter upstairs. They're all watching Pokemon. So if you see me skedaddle a few times, you'll know why. And they may come inside. They may come in here and You never know. Join. They'll add to the flavor. The flavor? The flavor of the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a day, y'all. It has been a day. It's been a... It's been a, about a week and a half of what it's been. In two days, yeah. In two days, yes. There's been a lot going on. Yeah. That's all good. Yeah. Um, if any of you are schooling at home for any reason, um, hope that's going well. If not, it's okay. It's going to be okay. We've been homeschooling for, this is my fourth year. Yep. Um, Audrey, we've done, you know, well, I guess if you count preschool, but anyway third grade and then now I have Ezra doing kindergarten with Rowan who's almost three and that is challenging. (laughs) So if it's going rough, just know it's going rough for everybody. You're going to have good days and bad days. But today, yesterday was a bad day for me. It started bad and ended bad. Like I could not wait to go to bed. Remember I texted you and I was like, listen, I woke up and it was bad and I just need to go to bed. I need this day to be over. And today was great. Changed some things. Woke up really early. And the kids were, two or three of the kids were already awake. Yes. Two of the, the kids boys. were awake most of the night. And then were up early this morning. Yeah. Playing and yelling. And yeah. They were having fun. They were fine. Great. <laughs> School went well. So you'll have good days and bad days. Just hang in there. That's right. It's going to be all right. So do you want to tell them what we're gonna what we're gonna start? It's starting tonight. We're kicking this thing off. We are kind of unofficially doing <laughs> using this as a book club. <laughs> um, there you go. Because we're bookworms and nerds anyway. Like we went today and I had some books on hold, and as soon as they saw Nick, they just went ahead and got them because they know us. But anywho, we are talking about learning to walk in the dark by Barbara Brown Taylor, and. I found this book when I was reading Mary Magdalene Revealed, which gave us, which we talked about before, um, the New New Testament, and she was actually, Barbara Brown Taylor, I always make sure I'm not saying it wrong. I feel like <laughs> Brown should be on the end, like should right. be the last name. Um, she was on the council, yes. is that what you call mm-hmm. it, of um, creating the format for, yes. Nick knows more about how things are made, so I'm just kind of rambling and trying to give a little bit of insight, um, but she was part of that, and um, so when I was reading, I read up on her a little bit, and this book just 
spoke to me and it was it kind of is talking about things that we're going through and a lot of things that people we know are going through yes and you know the whole pandemic and everything's church has changed i mean our church has radically changed <laughs> um in a good way yes. um but it can kind of feel like a darkness or like a wilderness a loneliness that's just like bone deep mm-hmm. um and but maybe you're also feeling that way just because you don't fit in at your church anymore for whatever reason this book is gonna i feel like it's gonna help a lot of for a lot of different reasons right. and we're also in a season where a lot of people are asking questions yes a lot of people are questioning maybe the things that uh they were uh, told when they were growing up and now facing life and facing reality those things yeah. kind of don't add up yeah and so you're wrestling with all those things and so now you're faced with um the dark yeah so that's why we're going to read this book we're going to learn how to walk in the dark we're going to talk about what darkness is and what it's not spoiler alert <laughs> did you know that the darkness isn't always bad hmm hmm, hmm. I'm going to sip that tea. <laughs> 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 anyway. So to kick this bad boy off, you there was a certain page you thought we should start with, and so... Oh, okay. Um, very first, this we're just going to talk about the introduction tonight, and we're now doing every other week. So the next one we do is the 29th. Yes. Um, we wanted everybody that wanted to get the book to have time to get it. And I think we're also going to make um, or publish a page for the dwelling. And from that, have like a book club group. Yes. So that we can really talk about things that speak to us um, as we all read. And I'm going to come up. I was supposed to do that yesterday. That's okay. Um, I'm going to come up with like a reading schedule just to kind of keep everybody together. Um but we really want to talk, like, it's okay to talk about things. It's okay to question. It's okay to have other thoughts. Like, we want to talk about things. Right. Not talking about things is how we all are, who are we, either are or have been in the past. Yes. Um, so the very first thing, introduction, called Treasures of Darkness, she um, has a scripture, Isaiah 45, 3. I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches hidden in secret places so that you may know that it is I, the Lord, who call you by your name. And, um, well, she talks about, um, you know, who may be wanting to, I should have marked it better, who might want to read this book, who might need to walk in the dark. Um, where is that at? I thought it was on page 13. Oh, well, I probably lied. Uh, Basically, um, you know, if you're someone who has been brought up in church or has been really involved in church recently and you just don't feel like you fit in or um, you just, you just like, you shouldn't be asking questions. It's you should probably learn to walk in the dark. Like yeah. the dark is not bad. Yeah, and so let's let's talk about that 
uh, for a second. Like, what is Found it. darkness? Because, um, you know, John 1, talking about Jesus, in the beginning was the Word, the Word uh, was with God, the Word is God. Um, but there's a key there's a key moment where he says in the dark and the light came into the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it or the darkness couldn't overcome it. And it's not saying in that moment that darkness is bad. It's saying that the light, the word of God, Jesus, cause Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. Just that, to say that. <laughs> that light, Emphasize that. that light shines in those moments that seem dark and the dark can't comprehend it, but guess what? It brings life and light to those of us that are in the midst of it. So what happens is um, questions and uh, walking through some of that stuff, to some people it seems like uh, that's not cool or backsliding or you that's evil or you don't have enough faith. And really walking through the dark actually gives you strength gives you encouragement right and gives you more than if you just stayed in the safe place right all the time go ahead read that one thing that you're going to say about who this book is focused for because it goes with what we're oh about. um um and then you know she talks about like maybe you're in the middle of your life and the dreams that you've had have died under the weight of your experience you've knocked on doors that haven't opened you've asked for bread and been given a stone um, it's time to reinvent if you think it's time to reinvent everything from your work life to your love life to your life with God only how are you supposed to do that exactly where will the wisdom come from she says it may be time for a walk in the dark and the whole thing is I love the beginning of this book um, where she talks about like when she was young all she was ever taught was that the darkness was bad. Right. Darkness was something to fear. Like, she even talks about how uh, they lived on a farm, and her mom used to call out when it was time to come inside, it's getting dark outside, time to come in. So from her earliest memories, she says, like, she was taught to fear the darkness. Right. And that as she got older, um, she says, I've learned things in the dark that I could have never learned in the light, things that have saved my life over and over again. So that there is only one logical conclusion. I need darkness as much as I need light. Yeah. And I can look at every moment. Uh, in, let's just go with the last 15 years of our life together. Um, that it's been fun in the, in the good stuff. Right. It's been fun in, in all of that. But the adventure that's come from those moments that seem so dark... I mean, the revelation that has come from some of the darkest moments in our lives that we went through together, um, we've built on that, and right. how we live now, it wouldn't be like this no. if we didn't go through those dark moments. If we no. didn't go through those moments where it just seemed like there was no comprehension, and it was in the middle of all that, the light, that the light was there, right. and we were able to move forward stronger. Um, it wasn't fun sometimes. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> And, you know, and, and, a, and a word that goes around a lot uh, right now for a lot of us that are walking through some of this stuff, like asking questions and trying to trying to um, look through all the stuff that we were taught when we were kids, you know, people call that deconstruction, right? Yeah. That kind of goes around. You're deconstructing your faith. And sometimes that can get 
kind of dark as well because you're looking at some of the things that maybe you were taught as a kid and you're now that you're you know I'm 45 and I'm looking at some of those things I'm like okay um is that really yeah what Jesus is all about is that really what the father's all about is that really what the Holy Spirit's doing is that really what's going on here um you know and so you start asking those questions and it makes people who only live in safe houses very nervous and they'll start calling you all kinds of names and start freaking out on you um but what i've found is that those moments when we start asking questions and start looking and start maybe reading things that make other people nervous what i've found is the father speaking and the holy spirit shares and teaches and we find Jesus, who's the mirror, who reflects who we really are, shows us who we're supposed to be, shows us who the Father really is, and awakens us, and we walk out from those things stronger. Yeah. That, uh, that's what's supposed to happen. Right. Um, um, one, I hope you don't mind if I bring this no, up. Um, one of the biggest, worst things that have happened in our 16 years is um, when we miscarried our first child Mm -hmm. and that was I mean obviously super hard Um, but there was an I I was extremely extremely angry to the point I couldn't even speak most for it was was a few weeks I think Um, but you had uh, a conversation with father and you were mad and you told him you were mad Right. And I don't feel like, and we had some church people tell us, you know, it was for the best. We, we got, we got, God won't give you more than you can handle. Well, you know what, Marsha? I use Marsha because I don't know anybody named Marsha. I don't think. Um, if I do, I'm not talking about you. Um, and you know what? Those things really, really hurt to yeah. hear. But um, we we figured out that it was okay for us to be mad. Yes. Like God still, Father still loved us. He was still there. And because we were mad, he didn't leave. He was still there. Even though we thought we were in darkness, we were still in light. Because we were with, because we were in him. Right. Yeah. The, <laughs> the funny thing that, you know, and it's one of the things that I've had to learn in the last, you know, 10 or so years of my life is that one, um, the father is not afraid of questions and he's not afraid to uh, go a couple rounds. He's not afraid uh, of your doubts. He's not afraid for you to feel like um, you're at your wit's end and you're done. He's not scared of any of that. Right. Like, why would he be? That doesn't make any sense for him to be that. And so, um, in... Thank you for all the hearts. I can't see who that is. <laughs> if you're on right now... Um, Leave a comment because it's not letting us uh, see, see who's, who's there. Following, right? And we'd like to say hi if we see you pop up. But yeah, you know, um, he's not afraid. And I, if he's the creator, creator of the universe, why would he be afraid of little old me, one human being in the entire universe, asking questions? He's not afraid. He actually, um, like a good teacher, enjoys questions, enjoys even that walk. And then we even see with hi, the. Zach. We even yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, even when we even see in the moments when it looks like 
you know, one leaves the 99 and goes, what's, what happens? He goes after it. Right. So this whole thought process that we could ever go far out of the way by asking questions, reading things, hearing things, is a bunch of hogwash because he's not afraid of it. He actually is there with us, walking right. with us. And that's this whole thing about humanity, how he created us to be. He created us to be seekers of adventure, to go beyond just the, the safe space that the American church has created. Yeah. Um, the American church has basically a, a list of things that this is how things are, and this is what you should be, and this is how you should see it, and if you believe it and see it this way, then everything will be all right. Well, guess what? That's a bunch of bull crap, because how many of us have tried to live that way and it didn't work out? Right. And we found ourselves in a horror story. I know. I'm, I'm excited. We find ourselves in these horrible places and these dark spaces and these moments where our lives are completely wrecked because something happened. Either something we did something or something that was completely out of our control happened mm -hmm. or, you know, and, you know, in the, the, the realm of Christianity that we grew up in, when those things happened, um, nine times out of ten it was because of some sort of quote unquote sin in your life. Or, yeah. Or you uh, didn't have enough faith to overcome it. Or, and then you were basically on your own because people gave you what they could. Right. Because they didn't want to look at the darkness because the darkness was bad. So if, if you if you had enough faith, obviously, you'd be fine. Right. You'd be like, it would all be great. But that's not the... What is that called? It's like toxic positivity. Yes. Like, it's the, just think everything's fine. <laughs> it's, the, it's a warped... Uh, Hi, Jason. It's a warped um, teaching of PMA, positive mental attitude, because PMA is not about thinking everything's cool and everything's going to be just fine and right. it's all right. No, positive mental attitude is that you see yourself for who you really are, the real you, you see that, and then you move from that and you overcome the, the negativity that you come into contact with. It doesn't mean negativity doesn't happen. doesn't mean the stupid stuff doesn't happen. doesn't mean that sometimes your life just feels like a shipwreck. Right. Um, but you over you you move on and overcome it by finding out who you really are and how we find who we really are is that mirror that we see in Jesus that He shows us and that mirror Jesus that light shows up where not in uh, the field full of daisies where you can skip and play and play ring around the rosy no although I do like that He says that He shows up where in the yes. in the darkness. Mm -hmm. It's what it says in John. It says it shows up in the darkness. Uh, the first activity that we see between the universe and the Holy Spirit is where? Where the Spirit is hovering over the darkness. He's interacting with it. He's connecting. Well, and John or First John 1, 5 says God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Right. So... Um, but she also talks about, um, what did you call it, dualism? Dualism, yes. Yeah, you bring that up. Well, dualism is this thought that has basically tried to creep into the church. It's only, it's really, it's really taken root in the last hundred years or so. And that's this whole thing where, and you'll hear people talk about light and dark, left and right, black and white, good and bad. Secular sacred. and sacred. sacred. Thing. I'm just I'm going from this, what she had, uh, spirit and flesh. Yes, yeah, spirit and flesh. And, and um, 
you know, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness and all these different things. And that's not one, that's not really what Jesus taught. It's not what has been taught. She called that the language of opposition. Yes. I thought that was cool. Like I'd never Right. And the reason put it together that way. And the reason why it's taught like that is because if you have an enemy, if you have something to fight against, if you have something in opposition to you, if you have things, if you have secular things that you can fight, you gotta fight against this this secular culture that is surrounding you because you can't be a part of it. You can't you're you're different. You're an alien. All right, and you've got to separate yourself from it. Um, those, you know, those are great talking points, but honestly, it does. It's not really beneficial to you. All you're doing is having something to buck up against, to fight against, and in the long run, you're just using a bunch of energy that you don't need to use. Because here's the thing: the Father created everything, mm-hmm. right? Now, what we do with what's created is can be good. Or dumb, all right. And so, what we, if coming into contact with the Father and finding out who we really are, what we put our hands to, from here on out, what we touch and what we do with that, we want it to be for the benefit of others, ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there is nothing that's profane, and and Paul talks about that. Um, Peter talks about that. Um, that's why there was this whole vision where Peter was told to take up and eat whatever was before him and he's going and he said well I'm not supposed to eat pork I'm not supposed to eat this and and the father saying who are you to say that that's profane right. I created it so it's what you do with what's created right. that's the thing right it's what it's what angered me so much when I was growing up and people would talk about rock music all the time and I'm like rock the beat of the music's not bad this isn't bad. Do people do dumb stuff with that? Yeah, they do it. But that doesn't make that bad. Right. So yeah, dualism is stupid. <laughs> very spiritual, babe. Very, I'm making it as plain as I can. It's <laughs> as clear as I can make it. Um, it's... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Say a word. It's... it's Honestly, I could go on for a long time because dualism is one of the stepping stones for control. Uh, it's it's what uh, religion does to control people, control people's finances, control people's lives, control people's relationships, control people's uh, even even their life. Um, you know, just a good example. When I was growing up, I was told all the time that Jesus was going to come back in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. And that I should not get involved with uh, the culture that was around me. I should separate myself. And so those thoughts and those ideas built fear in me and controlled me uh, and had a negative outlook or a negative um, con- a negative effect. effect in some of the choices that I made as a young man. Like, I didn't finish college because I thought Jesus was going to come back at any moment. So, therefore, I didn't get a degree because I had to go out and I had to go preach the gospel. I got to go. I got to do all this stuff. Now, going and preaching the gospel and doing those things weren't bad. No. But I missed out on opportunities to improve myself and to grow. And so, now here at 45, I got to make some different decisions in my life. And so, um, 
that's why, you know, there's a lot of folks my age and Lindsay's age that are going through these things and looking at things and how they grew up and how they were taught. And, and I don't think there was any uh, uh, malice in some of the, That's just what people taught because that's what they were taught. Right. Um, but now on this end of things, we're looking at stuff and we got three kids. Like, how are we going to raise our kids? What are we going to do? How are we going to speak these things? And so there's questions. And in the midst of this questioning and looking for these things, it's a dark place because a lot of people wig out. A lot of people... A lot of people wig out. A lot of people will shun you. Yeah. Like, we're in the midst of a pretty big shunning. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um... And if we hadn't already figured out and experienced that it's all right to be angry, it's all right to ask questions, it's okay to walk away if you need to from certain things. Yeah. Um, because uh, in, I'm at this part in the book, she says specifically about, you know, like the whole dualistic language, divided, um, hold on, uh, they divided people into teaching us over and over again that we had two minds, two natures, two sets of loyalties, two homes, and that only one was close to God. Too much of this can make a person crazy. Right. And it does. Yeah. You're basically splitting your spiritual personality, if I could say it that way. And I mean, I think there comes a point for a lot of people where, like, constantly fighting, 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 it's exhausting. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you don't still fight for other people, but the way you go about it, the way you, the language that you use, they're just, there may come a point where it just feels stale. Like it just do, like I said to you a couple weeks ago, what, what words even mean anything anymore? Right. Um, but I don't know. I just... Our hearts break for people because we see folks going through things like this, and we've been there ourselves. Um, we just don't. It, it, um, it's kind of hard to talk about. It is for the for the church to be one that's supposed to be bearers of peace. We sure do like to fight a lot, and we like to tear down our own people, especially the people who who want to ask questions. Right? Because when you grew up, you were told there's no stupid questions. Um, but then when you ask one, right? not a stupid question, uh, but you ask a question. Well, you ask a question. Um, you know, the, the, whole, the whole thing with being human is that it's a, it's a walk and it's, sometimes it's hard and sometimes in the midst of it being hard and you, and you just are wiped out and tired um, and you feel like you're all by yourself and then you when you turn and go to the people who are supposed to be the ones that are close to father and they tell you oh just suck it up preach pray or die um, um, keep on keeping on uh, just go to the rock I mean, we could, I could, I got a thousand and one cliches. <laughs> I've done a, I, I've I've been a, a pastor for over twenty five years. I know all the cliches. I know all the things that's been said, um, and 
you know, going through stuff myself and walking on the other side of this and um, still walking through some of it and still coming to the other side of it. Um, and I think that's how life is just going to be from now on. We're just going to be walking through and asking questions and moving further and growing and learning and um, which I th anyway um, but um, just seeing other folks walk through that and being hurt by it and not finding answers and then being shunned for it it's just it's heartbreaking and so we we want you to know is is that we see you we love you and we're here for you and yes. we'll walk with you through this right. and uh, that's why we wanted to go through this book we can do the buddy system <laughs> <laughs> because what's happened with the pandemic what's happened even in the midst of the pandemic and just uh you know it's it's no coincidence that in this moment of where the pandemic exposed some things around us and exposed especially things in the church that now there's civil unrest and social unrest and things that were covered up and in the dark uh, that were kind of hid are now out in the open and we're all seeing it. Um, and now in the midst of all that, you've got an election going on. Um, a lot of things are being exposed. A lot of things are, are being shown and the foundations that we thought were solid are actually pretty weak mm -hmm. and so especially in, and I'm just talking let's just talk church because that's that's my 45 years of my life that's all I've known the church's foundation is weak and um, a lot of folks are asking questions a lot of folks are realizing that oh you know the church isn't four walls oh um, I don't have to be at a building for five days out of the week. Right. Like um, I could be in my community I being in, the church. I could be in my community being the right. church. I could have church in my house with my kids and then invite my neighbors in. Or, hey, me just walking down the street and talking to my neighbor and relating to my neighbor and treating them with honor and love and seeing them created in the image of the Father. Guess what? Boom! That's having right. church, baby. If I've never heard of uh, that, Because that's lifting folks up. So, um... So we see that, and, and we're walking through it, too, and, and uh, yeah. Um, one thing that she kind of brings up, she says, after I stopped thinking that all the fluctuations, meaning, like, feeling good, being in darkness, being good, feeling the light, feeling in darkness, like, what is going on? I've been in church my whole life, and I still feel this way, so what's wrong with me? She says, um, even with all these fluctuations, a great curiosity opened up. And I think this is key. What would my life with God look like if I trusted this rhythm instead of opposing it? Right. So if you're going through um, a wilderness, yeah. what if you stopped fighting it so much and leaned into it and asked, like, okay, what, what, am I, what do I need to learn? What can I learn during this time? And, you know, if you get to a place where it's super dark, you need to reach out to someone, like one person, and just say, hey, I'm having a really hard time. Like, just talk me up. Yeah. And I like, you know, she goes into this thing where she says, um, basically, she's like, step one, learning to walk in the dark. Number one, and this is so good. Yes, because when I, sorry, <laughs> when I read books like this, I'm always like, okay, give me a list of things that I do that I can check it off. Because, you know, sometimes you read a whole book and you still don't know how to do something. Right, right. Like, 
Simplicity parenting. Okay, well, tell me how to make it simple. I don't know. Right. But well, yeah, she does, and it's awesome. Well, before that, I like how she talks about how whether we realize it or not, we've been learning to walk in the dark, whether we realize it or not, uh, we have. And sometimes it just takes us remembering in yeah. the past. Like Lindsay brought up uh, when we went through that miscarriage, you know, there's times when we when we we come in contact with that like dark moments like that yeah. and we go back and we remember, okay, it's this we went through something like this before right. and you know, let's press through. Um, but she goes in, she is uh, learning to walk in the dark. Number one is to give up running the show. That's, That's stop, so stop trying to figure it out. Right. Like, stop trying to figure it out. Just be in that moment. And number two is sign the waiver that allows you to bump into some things that may scare you at first. And when I read that, the first thing popped in my head is not being afraid to ask the big, hairy, scary questions that you know if I ask this question to some people it's really going to wig them out and they're going to think a certain way about me and what I've come to what I've come to uh in my life is like you know what I'm not afraid to ask any question because if I really truly believe the father is who he says he is then he's not scared of any question that I got and so it's okay to ask those questions it's okay to be frustrated in the moment it's okay to um be angry in the moment. It's okay to have all those things happening. Um, the thing is to recognize it and not try to bury it. Right. And the last one is you ask the darkness to teach you what you need to know. Like, what do I need to know in this moment? This stuff's happening right now. Um, you know, we, we've talked, since we started the dwelling, we've talked a lot about anxiety and stress and depression, we've talked about those things because those are things that, um, for the most part, the church has ignored, tried to put down. If you, you know, there's been time. I remember times in my life when I've went to someone and been like, "Listen, guys, um, I'm going through this. I feel depressed. I feel anxious about stuff. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hurting here." And the typical answer is, "Oh, you'll be all right. Just pray. Just let, let's pray right now." And and then you know you get the Jesus, 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 and you get the. Um, just hold on, Terry, 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 brother. You just got to hold on. Wait here. Wait here. I remember one time I got wait here at the altar until he shows up. Well, guess what happened? My legs fell asleep and uh, I got tired and I didn't get an answer. And instead of having a conversation about the feelings and the things that was going on, what happened was I got a bunch of nonsense. And, uh, you know, Prayer is good. Yes. Sometimes, and it does help. Like, that's not what he's saying. But there comes a point where, um, you know, if you pray for someone and it seems like they're still struggling, they need more, and they come to you, they need more. They need more. Like, they need discipleship. They need right. um, somebody that's going to get messy with them. Right. And Which I mean, is what Jesus did. Yeah. And that, yes. Jesus like literally, spent time with he made people. mud. Right, <laughs> exactly. He spent time with those with with those that he were followers. He spent time with them and walked with them. The times that you see him walking away in prayer are the times that he spent with the Father, which is what we need to do. We need to do that. Um, but in the nitty in the nitty gritty, as Nacho Libre says, <laughs> in the nitty gritty, that's where you hear him sharing stories, sharing life, sharing experiences, sharing adventure. Being in the messy craziness, all of that, um, 
that's what he did. So, you know, um, we, you know, just know that re- you can't hide those feelings. Yeah. You can't hide depression. No. So recognize that that's what's going on. And here's another thing. Let's just share this for a moment. It's okay to go to a professional for help. Yes, if you if you feel like things are too much and that you the people that you have talked to like nobody can really fix it, but if you feel like you have not gotten any relief from any depressive thoughts, anxiety, anything, please make a connection, reach out to someone and find uh, uh, like a healthcare or a mental health professional, a therapist. There's nothing. Yes, there's nothing please. wrong with psychology. No, and that's something with... that has got to be spoken. Yes. From pulpits, from whatever, right. because that nonsense has got to stop. Right. Saying that it's wrong and that you don't have faith if you do that. That is not true. Right. And, not. The, same, and the same goes for medication as well. Yeah. The same thing yeah. goes for medication for sure. as well. If, if that's something that needs to happen, then. You know what? Like we said, dualism is stupid. And dualism says that medicine and psychology and all of that is dark and evil. And it's not. It's actually the Father created all of that. He used human beings to do it, right? And so let's just be honest and let's just be open. And if we need help, then let's get help. Um, Stop trying to bury those things and get them out in the open. And the first way to do that is to recognize it yourself, right? And, and ask it, what, what do I need to know in this moment? And some of that needing to know is connecting with a therapist, connecting right. with someone that's going right. to, you know. Because there, are, there, because there could come a time where it's, it is too much. And just simply walking it out alone is not, is not the path. Right. So, and I, I just don't want anybody to ever feel um, shame for needing that. Right. And, and here's the good news. Are you going to read that? Yes. Okay. So this is my this. favorite part of the <laughs> introduction. And I literally cried because just what we've talked about has done so much for me personally. Right. Um, she says, um, even when light fades and darkness falls, as it does every single day in every single life, God does not turn the world over to some other deity. Even when you cannot see where you're going and no one answers your call, this is not sufficient proof that you are alone. There is a divine presence that transcends all your ideas about it, along with all your language for calling it to your aid, which is not above using darkness as the wrecking ball that brings all your false gods down. But whether you decide to trust the witness of those who have gone before you, or you decide to do whatever it takes to become a witness yourself, here is the testimony of faith. Darkness is not dark to God. The night is as bright as the day. Right. And that's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing of creation, right? He created, yes, the sun. He created the stars in the sky. Created the moon, right? So there is no there is no moment where it's truly dark. There's always light. Number 1, number 2, he does not the dark the, just like when it when, it's going to be nighttime here at nine o'clock when night when it when it the bell strikes twelve at night, it does not belong to the devil. No, there is no day, there is no night, there is nothing that belongs to evil. Right. Um, we're getting ready to get to come to one of my favorite seasons of the year. I love the fall. 
because it's right before winter. I love because it starts getting darker. I love that the days are longer or the nights are longer. I love that it gets cold and I love Halloween. Not Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> I just love Halloween. I, Kids I, songs. Listen, I loved Halloween growing up. We went trick or treating all the time. <gasps> we and my dad's a pastor, so booyah. Uh, we would, and I remember when we. Well, started. I was only allowed to go until I was like eight. I watched the Smurfs. I watched He Man. I even watched Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid. I Booyah. still watch Beetlejuice um, on TV. Bye, <laughs> but listen, there's not one day that belongs to evil, and I'm so tired oh, of hearing. We're hearing gonna, but we're gonna save we're gonna, that. We'll for, save that for another time. Well, we I'm sorry. We got, we gotta save that because that will come up. It will. I'm sorry, but um, I just, yeah. I love that that paragraph and that yes. introduction. It's well so worth us rambling good. for like however long we ramble to read. Darkness is not gar- dark to God. The night is as bright as the day. And yes. the the first chapter is called "Who's Afraid of the Dark," which I think is an old kid show, isn't it? It's "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. That's right. like after my time. I was already. That's Nick at night, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, if you don't know, Mick is um is nine and a half years older than me. So when he was touring with Zayo in ninety seven. Ninety six, ninety seven, yeah. Ninety six. I was in sixth and seventh grade. Yeah. Ninety five, we're going back even farther. Yeah, ninety five, ninety six it was on the road, yes. So Ninety five? Yeah. I was in fifth grade. This is weird. You brought it up, not me. I didn't hear, I didn't realize it was ninety five, I always thought it was ninety seven. Well, anyway, um, I think that's about it. Yep. So, like I said earlier, we're going to make a specific page for the dwelling. Um, If you would like for us to, like, holler at you when that's up, send a message to, you probably can't get to our, I don't know if people can get, if they know our names, I don't know. You can send us a message and say, hey, let me know. Or you can send a message to Hope Community. Yeah, you can send a message to Hope Community. Um, and if you would like to be in the book club group, if you're a nerd like us, also let us know that. And we will put you in there so we can really talk about um, everything that means something to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it simple. We'll, we'll post a link here on Hope Community for the dwelling. And then we'll also post links on our personal pages. And then on the dwelling, there'll be you'll see a community group and uh, for the book club, and it'll be easy. Trust me, it'll be easy to get to. We'll okay. Make it um. So yeah, it's called Learn to Walk in the Dark. Barbara Brown Taylor. We'll post links for Amazon, Thrift Books, and also you could probably check this out at your local library. Well, only one person because they only have one. Well, but if someone is in a different we county, t- we turned it into the Purposeburg Wood County Library. Yes, there is one. At it the is. It is there. Library. Go get it. But it um, is on uh, the li- free Overdrive. library apps, Overdrive and Hoopla, the two library apps. Those are free places you can get free books. Okay. I told you we're book nerds. I mean, he, we've got like eight books on the table right now. We do. And we got four or five from the library today. Yes. Anyway, um, everybody out there watching, um, we love you. We see you. Um, if you need to chat, you can message one of us, and we would love to do that. And we will see you on the 29th. Also, we are thinking of changing the time to 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. Um, we've got some scheduling things coming up. And we just want to 
make sure we do it at a time when everybody can get on if they would like to. So um, we will keep you updated. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. We will see you in two weeks. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, there's a place to give if you would like to. Um, you can check out some other services that we have got. Um, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure.